Well, hello and welcome to the Peterborough Podcast. My name's Kev Lawrence and I've been presenting breakfast radio shows in Peterborough since the late 1990s. And I'm John Baker and I've been a local journalist in Peterborough for not quite as long. And for each episode, for as long as it takes, we will talk about all things that are going on in and around our city, from politics to posh, if it's in the news. We'll chat about it. We're into episode number 18. Episode 18, John! 18. 18. Mm-hmm. So we don't hold people to account here. We don't slag off the city. It's just about being local, about being informative. And a reminder, if you'd like to comment on anything that we talk about on one of our Peterborough podcasts, you can send me an email, kev at pcrfm.co.uk. I'll filter them and pass any relevant ones to John. What's on our podcast for this episode, John? We are going to be talking about autumn and winter and some of the things to look forward to some of the things to be wary of some of the things that we can see in our city over the next few weeks and months christmas lights to scammers from fireworks to gritters all sorts of things a potpourri a smorgasbord of stuff and we're going to be talking about dating dating Mm. dating in peterborough are you single are you looking to mingle we're we're going to be um joined by a guy called david he is our podcast guest and he is single, he is looking to mingle, and he's got a really fascinating story to tell. And I think it's going to relate to a lot of people who perhaps in their 40s find themselves looking for love and the pitfalls, the do's and don'ts, the things to be wary of, but also the things to be optimistic about. Um, it's very different, isn't it, trying to find a partner in 2023 compared to, say, I don't know, the 80s, 90s, or even the early noughties. Um, I think dating's a really interesting subject. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, left it behind a long time ago, thankfully. Did ya? I've been married, Did ya? married 13 years. Oh, oh, but it would be completely different. It'd be completely different for, for me. For, I mean, I've never been on Tinder or anything like that. I wouldn't know how to... The only time I've been on Tinder, actually, that's not strictly true, is later... Is no, when the wife was away for two when weeks. When she was away for <laughs> two weeks. And um, I've kept it going for six years. No, um, what I've... I went on like late one night when I was drunk and my mate passed me his account and said, here, what do you think of these? And I was just... So you were swiping left on his behalf? I don't really understand what swiping left and right uh, meant. And then I got confused because I was drunk and I don't know whether I was rejecting... You swiped the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right, all that to come. Um, at the time of recording, the clocks have just changed. There will be people's clocks on ovens, etc. that need sorting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- was it spring forward, fall back? So yeah, we've got an extra hour in bed on Sunday morning. Uh, you watched the, the the recent Tyson Fury fight. Mm-hmm. He got knocked out in well, knocked out. He got knocked down in round three, and mm-hmm. I didn't see the fight. But by all accounts, Tyson Fury, lucky. although he won on a split decision, it was a bit lucky to get the victory. He certainly was very lucky, I would say, against the novice that is Francis Ngannou, obviously uh, acclaimed martial artist, mixed martial artist, and he was great. Looked great. Went in there believing he could win, and a lot of people will say that he did win. So um, Fury won't be fighting again this year. There's been speculation of him fighting at Usyk. That won't happen. So. Do you not think? No. No, he was beaten up at times last night. He got knocked down. As you said, he got hit a lot. There's no way his body he can recover. He got knocked down, yeah. but he got up again. See, that is the, that's my era of dating. Right there, Chumbawamba. <laughs> that's, a, that's my peak right there. Leaves everywhere around Peterborough. It's autumn. It's a beautiful time of year. Lots of stuff to look forward to, especially all things Halloween. At the time of recording, we're on the cusp of trick-or-treat night, mm-hmm. 31st of October. Lots of Halloween parties. I keep seeing friends of mine around Peterborough going to the Halloween parties, dressed up as Freddy Krueger or whoever. And uh, yeah, it's a nice time of year. I think an uplifting time of year. 
Yes. Um, are you feeling happy with... I've been having a daughter at the age that your daughter is. Yeah, yeah, She'll yeah. be all over Halloween. Nine-year-old, so we, we do go out. Obviously, we had to stop it for a while for COVID, etc. That came back. There's not as many, I don't think, uh, trick-or-treaters as you used to get. Uh, you certainly get a lot of adults dressing up as well, which is quite funny. So you'll open your door to a trick-or-treater and you've got some six-foot-five beast in front of you rather than yes. just a child. Um, trick-or-treat. H- hang about, you're 40. So, yeah. trick-or-treat. Well, yeah, it's... Um, you know it's one of those things that you never really grow out of a lot of people don't halloween maybe you should maybe it's something you should put aside but i don't think so it sort of runs into uh what you cosplay in a way doesn't it some people dress up for that so what's the harm in you know dressing up as as freddy krueger and standing outside an old lady's door i can't see any harm in that at all now then um remember remember the 5th of november um it's a real shame that fireworks fantasia isn't happening at the showground we'll talk about the showground separately on a podcast for sure because there's much to talk about mm-hmm. but you know that was a location for for the region's biggest organized safe fire dis- uh, display can't happen but there are others mm-hmm. uh, which we will uh, come on to and mention maybe in a few minutes did you want to talk about what Paul Bristow, the Peterborough MP, has said about fireworks? Yeah, uh, him and uh, Wayne Fitzgerald as well. They've been having dis- uh, discussions um, to raise a private member's bill to get a change in the law around the use of fireworks in the day. Because you do hear them. You do hear them at stupid times. I mean, I hate fireworks anyway, so I couldn't care less if they were banned completely. But what some people would say is that it's okay to have them at appropriate times, but that isn't in the middle of the day or right throughout the night where i live right in the center of the city you often get them at the most ridiculous times it's antisocial so um you know it's particularly like day what's the point in having a firework at daytime tell me what the hell that was you can't see it that's the, do you know what i mean it's, it's just absolutely pointless to me noise pollution um and also bad for the environment and bad for pets as well so as, I, as you mentioned there, discussions, Paul Bristow, Wayne Fitzgerald, a 10-minute ruling or private member's bill to get a change in the law to perhaps restrict the use of fireworks at particular times of the day that might be calling, causing residents distress, anxiety. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. Ban them forever as far as I'm concerned. Well, no, not restrict them. No, no, I'm quite happy to ban them. I love the going to organise fireworks displays. Repetitive. Seeing the skies light up beautiful colours. Boring. It's exciting for children, it's exciting for adults, the the environment, the R's, the excitement of fireworks. They they shouldn't be restricted to just New Year's Eve or just November the 5th. There are certain times when a wonderful fireworks Mm. display marks great occasions. Maybe. I like the the way they do it, like the Chinese do it with the drones technology in the air instead. Uh, You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad people like fireworks, absolutely delighted for them, but they're wrong. Let me plug the Peterborough Lions leisure community interest company who are supporting a wonderful events the 14th annual fireworks display sunday 5th of november peterborough lions rfc in britain of course gates from four fireworks later in the evening i could go on um but there are there'll be plenty of fireworks displays there's always a good one in yaxley i think it's behind the three horseshoes i used to go to when i lived in yaxley but anyway perhaps enough about fireworks um where do you want to move on to next? Well, let's just mention, we mentioned the colder weather. There is a chance to name... Ah, oh, the Gritters! The Gritters! Yes! Six new Gritters are joining Peterborough's fleet to help keep motorists safe this winter. And the residents of the city are being invited to name them. Seven and a half ton and 26 ton vehicles will be hitting the city's roads soon. 
And you have until the 10th of November to name them suggestions. Gritty, gritty, bang, bang. Yes, sir. I Slow down do. with these, please. I want them to land. To so land su- them su- slowly, su- like yeah. a gritter. So su- suggestion, su- suggestions so far. Gritty, gritty, bang, bang. That, to me, is a fairly high bar. High bar. So you've got to beat mm-hmm. gritty, gritty, bang, bang to name a gritter. Second potential suggestion well these are these are ones like uh, yes sir ice can boogie see i'm not feeling that one as much it doesn't quite work so well does i it? mean the song yes sir i can boogie what is it yes yes sir ice can boogie right, no nah, i can't that, even nah. say it properly i mean it might, it might it looks okay written but saying it doesn't yeah it doesn't doesn't slide for me yeah. uh sled zeppelin which is uh, moderately good. You know, I came up with Wayne Gritz, Gerald, um, <laughs> uh, and and uh, there are numerous other ones so that you might go for. I thought of a good one. What is your one? I, I need a big build-up for it, and I don't want you. To, I want you to be honest with your reaction and honest with your. Well, I've not heard it before, so it's honest. It's as honest. You can see me. Your grading of my <laughs> suggestion. So mm-hmm. you got a name a gritter, a lorry that goes around and grits our, our roads. Um, we're getting six new ones in Peterborough. Surely one of them has to be called. Ready, spready, go. It's excellent. It is quite good. It is quite good. Yeah, if it was on the... Yeah. You've given me hardly any applause or well, I just, praise. I, I, didn't know what, uh, I didn't know what you'd come up with, and as ever, you're disappointed. No, I'm it's sure, quite good. I'm sure I saw one in Scotland once named Gangster Granny Gritter. See, I thought you were going to go Gangster Paradise. When you started with gangsters, gangsters paradise. Yeah, that's see, that's better. And I just made that up on the spot. Gangster gritter, gangster granny gritter. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Go on. Well, you know the, the gangster granny character. Yeah, but why is it David Williams? Why, why gritter? Why is gritter and well, it's, granny? It's the uh, the GGG, gangster granny gritter. Okay, excellent. What's the next one? Do we have another one? Um, well, I, <laughs> not really. I mean, Snowler Bear. Dreadful. So, what you can do is go onto the council website, peterborough.gov.uk, to find out uh, more about it. We've already had uh, refuse vehicles done in a similar way. Well, what is it? Marcus Trashford and various <laughs> ones like that, which and that is quite good, isn't it? And um, yeah, go on and you can have your idea. It can be live on the side of our gritting machines. And, you know, just when you think you've reached the peak in life, then you can have that happen, that the glacial peak, if you like, and you've nailed so it. So name the gritter, go yep. to peterborough.gov.uk, click on the link and get your suggestion in. Right, still to come, we're going to be talking about dating in Peterborough. We're going to talk about a rise in scammers locally. Have you been affected? Um, should we just have a little look at the Great Eastern Run? I know this event happened a few weeks ago now, but there's been quite a lot of onward talk since a very successful Great Eastern Run and APG Great Eastern Run. Um, you've been speaking to Aaron, the organizer. What about? Yeah, I have. I caught up with up with him at the uh, bondholders' dinner, uh, which was very nice at the Peterborough Cathedral a couple of weeks ago. Um, we all agreed that the event had gone particularly well this year. Obviously, it's the second year back. Uh, by by going particularly Run. well, uh, numbers were really high. Mm-hmm. Improved on last year, both in the five k and the half marathon. Everyone loved the route. The feedback yep. was tremendous. So extra people doing it, and it it was smooth. Smooth. There were no well. major issues. It was organised brilliantly. I, I saw a few drivers being turned away on the day. Get off Turning, this route. You're not back, welcome. Go yes. back. Uh, and, I, and I don't even think that there was that much 
um, moaning by residents who live along the route. But pretty much all of the residents, it seemed, embraced the day. Yeah. And so, made arrangements. And the weather was decent as well. That, decent. That, um, helped, that helped it, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of coldish, but clear and that's like the perfect conditions because i've run it as you know several times and i've run it when it's been really sunny and i've run it when it's been really rainy and neither of those are ideal somewhere in the middle of that but um and wasn't it great to have britain's most decorated olympian do it yes and not just do it but love it so jason kenny who won all of those gold medals as an uh, olympic athlete for team gb and he was raving about peterborough and saying how much he enjoyed it so anyway onwards what's what's what on Aaron, the organisers, mind. mind. Well, he's going to try. I think. I don't think there's any. He's going to try and bring back some of the races that um, we used to have. Some of the ones at Ferry Meadows, like the 10Ks, the various ones that we used to have. Um, I hope he wouldn't mind me saying that. It's too late now. I have done. But you know, these are things like, for instance, I used to really like the New Year's one, the New Year's 10K, because that used to actually push me into not eating and drinking so much over Christmas and getting out there and it gives you something to do and it's lovely again it's really it's usually really sort of crisp to say the least you know sort of around um, freezing temperature which is actually really quite nice you get gloves on you get your hat on put your podcast on your music and jog around Ferry Meadows it's a beautiful location Stanford do their um 5k santa run yeah around the estate of burley park yep. sue Ryder, a massive peterborough based charity go really big on that and they have no end of people signing up so why can't we have a santa run in peterborough i say santa run whether it's a christmas 10k or whatever and with aaron's group the good yep. running company being organizers it would be a, a fantastic addition yeah. to that kind of running so event calendar that's and i should just say that like, this won't be this year obviously this will be down the line it's on the horizon so yeah, yeah it is and um also i know he's got kind of um ideas for a 10k in the city center as well so that might be a very early morning thing yeah they used to do those 5k sunrise runs around the city center and they were fantastic they really were 5 a.m start in i think it was like in july or something like that must be oh yeah but i get up at 5 a.m to play golf not to go running no, yeah, it's. Um, but there are others it, that would. There are people Absolutely. who would yeah. do it, who get up to do that anyway, you know, and, and before your day has started, you're back at home by seven o'clock or whatever, mm. and you can get on with your day. There is a guy called Pete Edwards. He is the event manager at Ferry Meadows, New Park Trust, fairly new in post. He's been in post maybe four, five, six months. Did an interview with him on PCR recently, and he will be all over. Uh, a Christmassy kind of run around Ferry Manos. We need to get him and Aaron talking. Okay, we'll we'll get that get that conversation going. Let's hope it happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to scammers. Why do you want to talk about scammers? It just it just made me chuckle the other day because um, I, I tweeted about the fact that um, strangely, when somebody rings me up a scammer, and I know it's a scammer, it's one of those few moments in life that I feel really comfortable being absolutely despicable to somebody on the phone. Um, to absolutely winding them up, twisting them round in knots. But then I've sort of grown up with that a little bit. Um, and there are a lot of people who who, who don't realise that, who don't realise it's a scam. And there are people they, that scam. I, I get one quite often from O2, 
or pretending to be from O2, obviously. Um, they always ring up and say, we're calling on behalf of O2. Yeah, 40% drop in my phone bill is what they're offering me, but I know something they don't know, and I know that they don't know my name or my address. They just have my number, so I can wrap them up, and I say, <laughs> oh, yeah, you can have my, you know, this uh, information. If you tell me what my middle name is, and they just get wound up. But the reason I, I sort of <laughs> brought it up is that uh, the BBC actually did a scam safe week not so long ago a week of special programming across the BBC highlighting that there's factories uh, across the world where literally people are mining victims for their bank accounts etc to try and take money off them and I know that as winter descends these scams tend to go up because people are at home more people are uh, you know in, in in the day and stuff um, people don't go out as much and then that's when these landlines get here and people try and Take money away. I mean, it's despicable, really. We all know that cybercrime is a massive part. It's, it's one of the reasons that um, whenever Peterborough Police or Cambridgeshire Police or any police say, oh, we've got more police numbers, and people say, why are they? Why aren't there more bobbies on the streets? Cybercrime is one of the biggest areas where they're investing more and more people. Um, so. I've got an example of it, right? Okay. So my friend Serge runs uh, a restaurant in Yaxley called Antonino's. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed their pizzas. Yeah, well known, yeah. And they have got um, a Facebook page. And Serge is an intelligent guy, runs a restaurant, mm-hmm. businessman. But like anyone, you could easily fall foul um, via social media pages um, with regards to warnings you might get, uh, suggesting he's got to do this, this and this, or else that. Anyway, he sent me a copy of um, some a message he got sent. So I'm going to read it out. Dear Admin Page, capital letters, policy page your page has infringed copyright information your account has been detected in violation of our current copyright policy for security reasons and to prevent permanent deactivation of your account follow these simple steps in more serious cases we will cancel your report immediately if you do not confirm our system will automatically block your account and then there's a link underneath the link it says thank you for helping us improve our account services Facebook copyright team integration, the page marked below, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So he's been accused of copyright infringement. He's he's like, what? He's looking at this. He didn't click the link. He sent it to me and goes, what do I actually do? And I was like, ignore. No chance. Complete and utter scam. But there are so many people that would easily fall foul to a message like that. What? And another phone one. And then how do you feel afterwards? Uh, You feel silly and dreadful and embarrassed if you do. Especially if it costs money. So you don't mind not report it. You know, and you might not. Um, another one that's quite common now is people, r- scammers ringing up and telling you that you have been scammed and you need to do this. Yeah. That's quite a common one, isn't it? So I got one for pretending to be for my bank, Barclays, saying uh, we've got found some irregular payments on your site, uh, your bank account uh, for this at HMV we haven't got one in Peterborough so straight away I was thinking yeah. you know um, and this and this and this and then it got to a certain point where I realised that there might be an issue with it uh, and in the end I told them to you told them where to go I told them to depart and um, then I rang up proper Barclays and they confirmed that they had made no phone calls to me that day yeah. so. so in terms of advice to kind of conclude this bit of the pod um, if you think it might be a scam. Even only a small thought that it might be a scam. Do not click mm. links you get sent. 
you know, take as many cautionary steps as you possibly can before you end up making a decision regarding yeah. what you do. There are lots and lots of really good websites that yeah. you can turn to that, that offer help. The BBC thing on it was brilliant. It was. You can search that up on any BBC platform and, and you, you'll get to read that. You've just got to arm yourself, I think, with mm. as much information as possible. And in any kind of area where you're wondering, you're not quite 100% certain, a bit like my mate Serge did. Yeah. Share it with friends. What do you mm-hmm. think to this? What do you think to this? So, like, you know, don't act too quickly. No. And one of the quick things as well is if you are, if you're uh, telephoned, um, never be afraid to say, I'm just going to go away and check this now because somebody who does work at O2 or Barclays or whatever will be with that fine. Absolutely. So you go away and check it. Whereas a scammer will try and keep you on the phone. Yeah. You need to act immediately. You're being scammed now. You need to do this, this now. Don't do that. Let's talk about Christmas light switch ons. Absolutely. And events generally. Um, I'll kick off on the 18th of November. Save the date because Queensgate are having their Christmas light switch on on that day. And yours truly has been asked to compare it. I am delighted to be joining with Queensgate for the Christmas light switch on. Uh, One till two on Saturday, November the 18th. And they've gone back to being a bit more traditional. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Is it Slim Shady? Santa's back. Okay, he was at the he was at the fight last night. Tell a friend. Um, I'm really excited that they're they're going to go back to being traditional again with uh, the big fat fella arriving. I don't know whether he'll be on a sleigh or not, but he's booked to come. We'll do a big lovely countdown, ten nine eight, play some Christmas music, and just have a, a kind of short sharp burst mm. of the whole of the lights. And I know I can't say how much, but I know how much money has been invested into making the Queensgate Shopping Centre beautiful in terms of christmas lights so november the 18th all of those lights will get switched on on the same day keith and claire who work on pcrfm the local community radio station that i will always shamelessly plug uh, they're going to do a live outside broadcast in the build-up to the actual christmas light switch on so casey and all of her team at queensgate have worked tirelessly to make sure that the 18th of november is going to be a wonderful traditional christmas light switch on oh excellent do you know the date of the city center christmas light switch on I do know the date. Of the Would you like to reveal uh, the date? Is, I believe it is the 24th of November. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Are, are we whispering this? I don't know why we're whispering it. Yeah, as if anybody, you know. And it's that's going to be great. It's in the public domain. The public domain. Where I will be, as where I normally am, because I've obviously covered these for various media before, I'm usually on the top of the, the Cathedral Arch, and it's a splendid view of Cathedral Square and of... The pictures from there are ridiculous. And I'm usually up there with David Lowndes, the photographer for the Peterborough Telegraph, and Terry Harris, the local photographer. And uh, the three of us, the three wise men, are often perched up there in the dark trying to grab video. And often I'm trying to grab video and stopping David swearing. And, um, (laughs) yeah, which is not an easy task, or Terry for that matter. When you're up there on that cathedral, what do you call it, an arch? I think the arch. Well, you know the the little bit that basically... You're quite high up and you're looking down. Which is rare for me being high up, yeah. With a a bird's eye view of of Cathedral Square and and the steps of the Guildhall. Yeah. traditionally i'm normally on the stage hosting it mm-hmm. um pretty much every year for about 25 years mm-hmm. i've done it there's been one or two when yeah. i yeah i really love as a presenter as a guy yeah. on a mic i love that moment standing there getting to the big moment where you know you do the countdown and all of the city's lights go on it's fabulous on. so again we're, we're doing it pcr doing it myself and keith dalton will be the compass there's loads and loads and loads of entertainment already booked i'm not allowed to announce any of that mm. last year jake jarman from gunthorpe 
the young gymnast yes who can't stop winning medals excellent uh, yeah. major kind of tournaments he did it and um i kept jake's number and we've swapped a few messages it's a case of watch this space so will jake charman be on the steps with us to do the, countdown? the steps yeah we hope so mm-hmm. um at the time of recording we can't confirm it but we hope he will be there but there is lots and lots of brilliant entertainment mm. and it's on a friday so you can kind of finish work or, or get the kids from school and head down to cathedral square i think it's 5 till seven thirty p.m is the time slots the christmas light switch on 2023 all booked all sweet all amazing and it's the official start to the countdown to christmas isn't it christmas light switch it on. it's going to be awesome it's going to be really really good it is every year um yeah we can't wait no. bring it on right it's now time to meet our guest for this week's podcast as we talk about dating. Yes, dating. Uh, I was listening to a podcast not so long ago where there was a big talk about statistics around dating. Something I left behind a long time ago, luckily enough, thank goodness, because I wouldn't know what I was doing. For now. For now. <laughs> Crikey. Married man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you know what? Your guest was married and now is in a position. I mean, listen, let's not beat around the bush here anybody in our in our lives at any point in time could suddenly find themselves in a situation where okay i now need to find a partner this is true so, so i was teasing you of course yeah, I, I, exactly but i think this conversation about dating is relevant to everybody in or out of a relationship yeah I, it is what, what um i was interested in we're talking about tinder on this podcast um it, it was um the stephen bartler one the diary of the ceo and he they were saying on there scott galloway who's a professor of marketing at nyu said that on tinder the top 10 percent of men in terms of attractiveness get 90% of the interest from females. The top 10% of men in terms of attractiveness yes. get 90% yeah. of the interest from females. Goodness me. Then the next, the next, so 90% down to 50% get the remainder and the bottom 50% of men graded in terms of attractiveness get virtually nobody in terms of interest. Interesting. Let's meet our guest. He's my friend. He's a newsreader on PCR. His name's David. David Edgeworth, morning, hello, let's go, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's people just can, about afternoon, isn't it? People can listen to this podcast at any time of day. Um, <laughs> David, welcome. Um, you are, at the moment, looking to find a partner. Yes. You've tried the dating apps. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because I'm we're friends on Facebook, and I, I follow your posts and stuff, and you, you were posting some really interesting things about your experiences. Yes. I don't really know where to start with this. Just, okay. I mean, I mean, so you found yourself in a position where you, you decided that you wanted to slowly, carefully, see if you could find a partner, right? That's exactly right, yeah. And and why did you turn firstly to, to online dating apps as, as the kind of go-to place? A um, number of reasons, actually, Kev. Um, I'm going to be completely honest about my situation in that my wife passed away last year. Um, so uh, it was... Yeah, she uh, had cancer and uh, I found myself in a single situation. Now, I've got two children. Uh, One of them is sitting right behind me. Um, They're aged 10 and 14. Um, And I'm not really in a position where I'm able to go out and meet people organically. So what do you mean organically? Organically to mean like to go out to singles clubs if they still exist. I think they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, or just to go out to a bar or yeah. join a club and find it's, somebody. It, you imagine that that idea is quite daunting, having to kind of 
feel like, well, I'm a single person. I'm in a bar looking around. I wonder if I find, you know, could find someone who, who may be quite nice and quite attractive to me and maybe I could be the same to them. That whole idea just seems so alien. And yet, 20, 30 years ago, it's how anyone met anyone. Exactly. Yes. And that was it. That was the only option yet. Or maybe a blind date set up from a colleague at work or something. Or those dating agencies. Or the agent, yeah, the yes. dating agency, speed in, dating. Or indeed people just met people just naturally in life and got on, you know, do you know what I mean? What does it naturally is, yeah. in life mean? Well, it means at work or it means somewhere at a coffee coffee shop or something. I mean, like, specifically as opposed to going out to find to a To physically date. look yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. happened, didn't it? Yeah. And, yes, uh, and things so, so, you, so your point was, okay, you mm. didn't feel, because you're a busy dad, you're working hard, you know, you don't get those social occasions where it might happen mm. naturally. And working from home, I don't get to work from home. Work. So, right, yes, yeah. yes. So, so you decided to take the plunge. Which sites did you look at? I've looked at a number of them. Um, if you think of the big three, you've got Tinder, you've got Bumble, and you've got Hinge. Uh, Facebook dating is another one, uh, which is a kind of a new kid on the block. Uh, and I've had varying degrees of success. We're going to come on to that in a minute because mm. there's one post you put out there that I just found so fascinating. And, and I really hope people listening to this will, will, will consider what we're talking about and maybe see how they relate it to themselves. But John made the point about how on Tinder, particularly in America, this research says it's all about attractiveness. It's mm. all about how you look. It's a beauty contest, basically. Bit, and that's <laughs> awful, isn't it? <laughs> it's Good looking people only get all the get all the action, get all the you know, reaction. It's how do not you feel? just looks, though, is it? It's literally things like height and weight and things yes. like that that are big considerations. Absolutely. You know, you know, as I've spoken just briefly, I'm five foot one. If I went on a dating website no chance I would be screened out before. if it said uh, name John height 5 foot 1 you'd get no people wouldn't look interest. at what my my career my interests my everything else they'd just I think they would just say no so I'm, I'm 5 I, the, I know that 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 is the way of the world. So mm. I don't think you know. I think, don't think it's particularly fair. It doesn't tell you anything about me, really, as a person. Um, but I do get it because. Are you saying that every single woman in the world wants to meet someone who is tall, tall, dark, and handsome? You see that on a lot of the profiles. Believe it or not, looking for a tall, bearded man. I've seen that. I've seen. Don't swipe right on me if you're less than six foot tall. Don't swipe right on me if you're less than six feet tall. And it's like that. a five foot two woman saying it. Or yes. five foot three. Yes. But anyway. Sorry, David. Continue. <laughs> no, no problem at all. So, so let's get back to, to your... So you tried those those three sites. Did you have any success at all in any of them? A little, yes. As a man, I would say an average-looking chap in his late 40s, I wasn't expecting um, everybody to be falling at my feet. Um, I have had some matches. And obviously the first one I was absolutely delighted with. Um, it was on Bumble. Now, Bumble is um, quite unique in that... When you match with somebody, if it's a heterosexual match, the woman has to message first. Um, ladies first? Ladies okay. first. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's a way to empower women and it's an additional safety feature. So, um, yes, we matched and this lady messaged me. Just All she did said was said, hello, but then that opened the doors in order for me to message her back. And with her, we actually went on a date. Uh, she's a very nice lady. Um, I just don't think we gelled in the way that you know, there was no spark. Where did you go on the date? Arundel. We Arundel? To, we went to a coffee shop in Arundel. Who bought the coffees? I did. I knew you would. <laughs> You're too nice, too generous. But anyway, it didn't fizzle, it didn't go anywhere. It fizzled out a little bit after that. Uh, kind of. Um, we are still in contact, but only as friends. Okay. Yeah. So that was Bumble. Yes. Hinge Next. is... Hinge. Yeah, Hinge is an interesting one again, because uh, what you get with that is you get to comment on individual quotes rather than just photos. And there was one picture that I saw which had 
uh, a lady with her dog. So the, the dog was all dressed up. It was actually quite an amusing picture. So I commented on that and she commented back and it seemed right. Okay, we might have something here. As soon as I said, tell me about yourself, that was it. No more. She just stopped communicating. Wow. Yeah. Is it called ghosted when someone stops communicating? Yes. You get ghosted. And you, it's, it, that's just confusing, isn't it? Mm, it because is, there's yeah. no... And you can't then say, oh, why aren't you talking to me? Because then it becomes even like awkward already. It does. And there's no real way. When she disappeared mm. in thin air, how did you feel? Um, well, I'm kind of used to it now uh, because it does tend to happen. You know, you um, might, and this is another one actually, Match.com. That was another um, site that I put myself on. And um, with that one, I think there's a huge percentage of men compared to women. Um, so the likes that you get on Match... It tends to be where the woman has to make the effort. And uh, the I, I did match with somebody, but messaging her was like almost like wading through treacle. I was getting almost single word responses back. Oh, no. So again, that one fizzled because there was just there just didn't seem to be any um, onward communication on that one. Okay, what about Tinder? Tinder is a waste of time for somebody in his late 40s, I'll be straight. Um, Why? Because uh, mostly the clientele are, are younger. They're after hookups. And um, there are... What's a hookup? A hookup is just a one-night stand, basically. Do you know know that um, uh, there was a story not so long ago in The Independent that... um, Was it The Independent? Or Daily Mail, rather. Two-thirds of people who use Tinder are already in a relationship. Yes, I've heard that. Why are they doing... Oh, because it's the hookup thing. Mm -hmm. The hookup thing, um, and also some people want to just massage their ego, say, still got it. Yeah. Do you really think that? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Hundred percent, I would have thought. So, like for someone like you, David, who is in a position where you're truly trying to find someone nice to spend your time with, to have a potential long-lasting relationship with, it must feel pretty awful that you're in amongst all of these people that that are, you know, living their lives in the way that you just described, looking for hookups, wanting to get their ego massage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. What a waste of time! It does give me an example, actually. That um, I did match with somebody on Tinder. She was forty-five, so my age, roughly. Um, so I thought, right, okay, well, let's send her a message. It was kind of just a hello, nice to meet you, thanks for the like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, when I checked a few hours later, the match had disappeared. So she must have unmatched. Okay, so it's just a classic example of an utter waste of time. Well, Absolutely, it, it's what you. It's it's a lot of what you see. It's one of the reasons I don't like Instagram very much because there are so many people on Instagram who've got all the filters on and put the pictures of them pouting in the various ways or posing or with their sports car or on the, on the beach and all that. And it's they're, they're begging for people to say, "Oh, you look beautiful, mm. hon. You look amazing, mate. You know, you know." It's it's that that as you say that ego massaging that is is built up by hundreds of people swiping in their favor and the people the people who actually genuinely want matches relationships are left behind in this deluge of of you know algorithms that are feeding the egos of the, mm-hmm. the people at the top let me um read out david's post on the 18th of october on his facebook right you don't <laughs> mind me doing this David. carry on and and this was the spot why we wanted to invite you onto the podcast because i just think it's such an interesting talking point Mm. Um, online dating update this is what you wrote nine matches so far all got nice friendly messages from me not the hi how are you Uh, two didn't respond one unmatched you just mentioned that one two couldn't string more than one sentence together (laughs) four message back coherently of which one fizzled out quickly one wouldn't move on from texting what does that mean 
This was a lady uh, that I was texting for a little while and we seemed to get on well. She had a great sarcastic sense of humour which appealed to me. Uh, so I said, right, okay, well, shall we have a call, a video call? And she was like, oh, I don't wear makeup very often. I was like, well, um, that's not really got anything to do with it. But I said, okay, well, how about a phone call? And she said, yeah, yeah, maybe. But it just didn't happen. So she only wanted to message? Kind of, yeah. Okay, uh, continuing. One date which led to friendship only. Yeah. I think you've mentioned that already, haven't yes. you? Uh, one seems keen. She's local. There's a date in the bag. Have you had that date? Yes, I have. Oh, when? <laughs> it was last Sunday. Okay. Yes, it was. Uh, she lives very local to me, actually, um, only about four miles away. Uh, so we went and had a dog walk. And we did get on well. We are still in contact. She has been away this week. So have I. We've been sending each other pictures. So this one is still quite promising. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're going to need to follow this story on, on future episodes yeah, no, of podcasting. No, that's good. Um, when you posted all that kind of honest um, information about your experiences of dating, mm. why did you choose to go so public with, with all of this? And, and you, know, you were happy to come on and talk on, on this podcast what, what, what gives you the confidence to... Because I think a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about this so openly and publicly as you, as you are. That's a very good question, actually, Kev. But I think with Facebook, uh, I've got a mixture of close friends, family and acquaintances, but everybody knows me personally. Um, so I feel confident sharing that kind of thing. Everybody knows my personal situation and... Because you were really open about the experiences of losing your wife. That's right, yeah. So life goes on and uh, I don't... A lot of my friends live some distance away, so it's a good way to keep in touch. Okay, interesting. Have you got any comments at this point, John? Well, it's, just, it's interesting that we've, we've spoken about mainly online, isn't it? And I wonder, for example... Um, the Dice Box, which is in Bridge Street in Peterborough, they host speed dating events. They still go on. Um, and you, essentially, you play a g games as you're moving around. You know how speed dating used to be, so you move from table to table. Um, it's rather than like a two-minute chat, and then next, next, next. I don't know, two minutes, Norton Crosses? You or can play a little game for a few <laughs> minutes. It's good, good idea, <laughs> yeah, David. But it's, it, it's yeah. different, isn't it? And this and this it, place is called the Icebox. The Dicebox. Dicebox, the, sorry, of course. The, the Dicebox, and it's a local Yeah, they've cafe. got, um, they've got um, well, an event specifically for lesbians on 9th November, so coming up, and then a Christmas one on the 14th of December. Uh, and and I, I think that um, certainly for me, um, online will never match meeting up with people. Mm. Um, and and even if you do get on well with people online and you speak to them, I learned about something called the Paris syndrome um, while I was doing a little bit of research for this. Um, and that is the feeling of disappointment where you build up to something. Um, and when you actually are re confronted with it, it's nowhere near as good. And it comes from the fact that a lot of people would love to visit Paris and it's amazing to etc. etc. And then when you go there, actually, it's not that nice. Um, so that's the difficult part of it, going from that conversation online and the, 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 the online bit and then meeting up. When me and my wife, and we, we, we uh, conversed, conversed, if you like, for a year or so before we met up and when I met her I thought she was the strangest little thing I've ever met in my life and she thought the same about me as well and it took time to get their relationship going it was like a completely different thing online to in person they are completely separate and finally we managed to you know yeah so what you're saying is that the 
the point about anyone meeting someone online on any kind of dating app or, or, or something, that's just the, the kind of 1%, it's, the meeting bit. To find a match, yeah. a proper match, someone you can have an it's actual relationship with or a friendship with, that all comes after the initial yeah. meeting. Um, so what about the future then, David? I mean, it, it, it strikes me that, that you're happy to go along for this little journey, this little, little ride, and if at some point something happens, great, but if it doesn't, nothing lost, right? That's my ethos, really. Um, when I started looking online, I thought, well, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I might make some friends out of it. Um, and, you know, I'm a technical geek. I would love anything that's gadgety. So why not go for dating as well? Yeah, OK. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. But what about your profile? We haven't gone there. And I'm wondering whether or not we should just have a little chat about how you write a profile, because that is, as we've already established, perhaps the single most important thing in terms of what you can get out of this process, introductions, possibles. Yeah. So your profile, is, aside from your picture, your profile, whatever you write about yourself, that's going to either catch somebody's attention or not. How much effort did you put into writing what you thought would be a good profile? Quite a lot of effort, actually, and it does depend on the site. Um, if you use Match.com, you've got a, you can write an essay in your profile if you want. You've got it to 2,000 uh, 2, characters, so that can include a lot of information. To be honest, I'm not sure if people would actually sit and read that much. But if you use something like Tinder or Bumble, you're much more restricted to, to say, 500 characters, so you can only write a couple of paragraphs at most. Mm. So you, I'm David. I'm in my 40s. I've got two daughters. I'm looking for a serious relationship. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you write? If you write that, you probably won't get much action because people are looking for something to stand out. Yeah. Um, John nodded. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 I, I mean, I've heard before that um, the important things, they were ba based on what resources you have, how intelligent you are, and how kind you are. That's what um, women look for generally. Well, how mm. can you demonstrate intelligence and kindness yeah online. how do you do that what's, and what's more important intelligence kindness or sense of humor wow it does depend on the person that's um, that's looking for you i would say all three in a way sense of humor i think would probably come on top because if you can't have a laugh with somebody then i think it would be quite boring yeah i've got a question for you both and see if you can get this I, there is a particular thing that has gone from being relevant to 5% of women, say 20 or 30 years ago, to more than 50% of women now. Something that they find important in a male. What do you think it is? You, you answer that one, David. Um, having looked at the profiles of uh, the hundreds of women that I've looked at online, I would say a sense of humour comes pretty high mm -hmm. on the list um, but there are people who can call themselves sapiosexual and those are people who actually um, how can I say it uh, in a suitable for work say but basically they get turned on by intelligence those people do exist mm -hmm. um, would you like to tell what the answer I've seen yeah, is go for it politics <gasps> wow no. I don't even mention that in, Amer in America certainly again it, it used to be not mentioned, but now, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, that immediately screens you out for more than 50% of people the, uh, on the other side. Maybe that's just American. I don't think it is. 
I don't think it is. I think that's majorly important now. If you put that you're conservative or Labour on there, I think that screens out a hell of a lot more people than it did 20 or 30 mm. years ago. And then there's another thing which has probably changed quite a lot, smoking. Yeah. A lot of people don't like smokers these days, and we, people will say, I only want non-smokers. You can filter it out on all of the sites. So if they smoke, then that the pool that you have access to is a lot lower. Yeah, very antisocial. Mm. So I've looked at a few notes. I've talked about this on, on radio breakfast shows before, and I've just been looking at some notes of previous breakfast shows I would have talked about the, the subject of dating. I used to work with a girl called Roz, Kevin Roz, Heart Breakfast, and Roz was brilliant in, on this subject. She, we talk about stranger danger in bars, which is why a lot of women, a lot of her single friends don't go to bars because of the whole stranger oh. danger mm. uh, thing. Scrolling online is the new norm. Um, one question that I wrote down is all about looks. And this is a note from like four or five years ago. So the talking point then is the same as the talking point now. Um, she, she told me, Ross told me a story once of a guy who borrowed a Range Rover for a selfie to put on his Tinder. Like, what? Like, talk about kind of false advertising. I'm not surprised. And you, you, you look at so many of these these profiles, you know, everyone in, in the world, it seems, likes climbing mountains and likes going on long walks in the countryside and they all love pub dinners and cosy Sundays by fires. So uh, I, I'm in a relationship, so I'm, I'm not on any of these dates. I have in the past been on, on some of them, but I just wonder about how credible your profile needs to be, how up-to-date your photographs need to be. You don't want to be putting on pictures that, that don't really tell the truth, do you? Uh, that don't really tell a, a lie. You want to tell the truth about yourself because otherwise, come the moment when you're going to meet, you're not driving a Range Rover. You don't look like someone that likes to climb mountains. That's right. You do have to... Uh, honesty is the best policy, um, in my opinion. Now, what I've... What you need is something in the background that makes you maybe something that you enjoy doing, part of your hobby. I've got a picture, example, for example, with me with my headphones on in front of a microphone. Um, oh, you little poser! Oh yes, Look yeah. At me. Reading the news. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also and I bet, um, I bet that will catch a lot of people that want to just hear your voice. That's right. Yes, yes. But also talk to the, me in your newsreader voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, it's the exotic look that tends to set you apart and I've actually got myself on an app called Bumpy which is I know ignore the name it's um, but it's um, <laughs> uh, but it's it advertises itself as international dating um, I'm on there purely to I said just for chat. That's the that's the option. Some of them say like in, uh, want a relationship, get married, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm getting a hell of a lot of likes um, from Latin America, um, and they are real people. Then you obviously got to be careful with the scammers and the. Uh, um, and We've the already talked people. about scamming on this episode mm, yes. of this podcast. Yes, yeah, indeed, okay. yeah. But a lot of these are real people, and uh, they are genuinely swiping right on me because I look different from what they're used to. Ah, okay. Um, there was a social experiment that somebody did a little while ago and he changed one of his pictures to a kind of a swarthy, tall, dark and handsome man like we were talking to. And all of a sudden his um, likes went from zero to probably 30 or 40 a day. People were messaging him off the back of you know, off their own back rather than him having to do it first. So I think what people are looking for is something a little bit different. But if you're not really a little bit different, you no. can't pretend to be no, a you little can't. bit different because you're going to get found out. Yes, it's called catfishing. Catfish. Oh, that's what that cat, that phrase means. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess 
you could make yourself different. It depends on how. Do you know what I mean? You could take up new hobbies and put new things on there, couldn't you? It's mm. you could you could. It depends whether you want to say, "Well, I'm me. Take me as you you know as you find me. That's it." Or whether you you know want to evolve yourself and d- go for things. You've got to sell the best version of yourself. Yeah. I really wish. I mean, we're all three guys chatting away here. I know. And I wish we'd invited a female. To get a female perspective oh, on this, I've spoken to you know, the the lady that I saw last week. Um, she was talking about her experiences online, um, and the difference between males and females is night mm. and day, because she said that with the amount of um, interest she had, she could have gone on a different date with a different person every day for a year. Goodness me! And yeah. she's. She's actually older than me. She's a year older. Wouldn't all of that trawling through your messages just become exhausting? It would. It, uh, trawling through, swiping, you get what is called swipe fatigue. Swipe fatigue? Swipe yes, fatigue. it is a thing. Yeah, I mean... It, it, well, we've got to wrap this up in Yeah, minute. we have. Can, can we all start thinking about our kind of conclusions from this conversation? And anyone listening, right, if you've got any comments, please... Email us. We use my PCR email for comments from anyone listening to to the podcast. So you can email kev at pcrfm.co.uk with any kind of comment about dating in Peterborough. I mean, I guess, you know, we've we've talked about dating generally, but we'd like to hear from people around the city. Have we made any glaring omissions in our in our talking points? You know, are there things that we should have mentioned that we didn't? Well, your comments on what we have mentioned, very welcome. Kev at pcrfm.co.uk. We're going to leave the last word with David. But John, what about closing remarks about dating? Yeah, I guess I guess um, apps are interesting to look at, and they can work for some people as well. But there is a, a different world out there, and when your life or your dating future is controlled essentially by algorithms and what what one person may perceive from a brief look at a photo. You know, whether it's male or female, and it, it doesn't seem very fair in life, does it, to a lot of people? David. I think if you're looking at dating, there was a song that was um, sung by Phil Collins, also by Diana Ross, You Can't Hurry Love. So maybe we just need to remember to take our time and enjoy ourselves. That is a really nice moment to end the podcast. Thank you for being so honest and coming in and being our guest to talk about dating. David, good on you. And keep being brilliant reading the news every single day on PCR. And that's it for this week's podcast. We will be back with another one very, very soon.